are listening to the Sweet Tooth Vegan Podcast, a show dedicated to fostering genuine relationships within the plant-based and vegan community. I'm your host, Shalina. The Sweet Tooth Vegan Podcast is available to listen on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, thank you for listening. This is episode 32. Um, It's been a while since I've uploaded an episode and I thought that I would make my comeback with a candid episode where I express my gratitude and just reflect on my journey operating my business, The Sweet Tooth Vegan. And uh, before I get into it, I just want to point out real quick that lately I've been reflecting on how Uh, certain things are connected like certain thoughts that I've had led to certain choices that I made which led to certain opportunities that I took which then led to experiences and then those experiences I reflect on and the cycle basically continues it leads to thoughts which leads to certain uh, choices and decisions Um, so yeah I'll, I'll explain more in detail um, with some examples throughout this episode. So basically my outline of this episode, I want to give a brief backstory of why I started The Sweet Tooth Vegan and how it came about. And then I want to talk about my logo and uh, I just want to reflect on the shows that I've done and also talk about the prep work that goes into being a vendor at those shows and uh, basically to give you guys a little inside scoop behind the scenes of uh, what goes on. So uh, yeah, we'll start off with my story. The Sweet Tooth Vegan is a bakery specializing in delicious handmade vegan treats by me and it's also a podcast which you're listening to right now. And the podcast is dedicated to fostering genuine connections within the plant-based community. And uh, I'm a registered Canadian business that currently operates in the province of Ontario. Uh, Side note, kind of funny thing, funny story, not really a story, but a lot of my followers on Instagram and people that I follow, they think I'm American. I'm not sure why. Not that it's a bad thing to think that I'm American, but... I just find that interesting. Um, specifically, they think I'm from Atlanta. Not sure why, but yeah, I I'm Canadian, and I currently operate in the province of Ontario. And um, if you go to my website, the Sweet Tooth Vegan, if you go to the about page, I wrote up a little blurb on the story behind how I got started. And in this episode, I'll just briefly kind of explain the same point. So I started baking in 2016, which is the year I became a vegan. Um, I developed this hobby for baking as a way to cope with my challenges, challenging challenges that I was facing in a relationship. Um, These challenges were um, anxiousness and feelings of depression. So I thought that baking for others um, was a positive way to uh, focus my energy on something else and productive. Um, So 
through that, I got a lot of positive feedback from my family members and my co-workers and my friends. And I also at the time I was studying different recipes that I found online that were vegan. And um, eventually I began to create my own uh, recipes. So I, I had a convert back, I think this was, let's say 2017. Um, I had a conversation with one of my uncles and he was like, you know what, you should turn this into a business. And I was like, huh, interesting. I, I've ne- I would have never pictured myself as a businesswoman. Um, but yeah, he's like, the need is there. A lot of people are turning to veganism or at least a healthier plant-based lifestyle. So why not? And I was like, okay, let's uh, let's do some planning. So I started hosting bake sales within my home, um, selling baked goods to my family members and friends. Um, the items that I would sell were scones, pumpkin spice scones. Um, what else would I sell? Brownies. Um, I'm drawing blank here. What else did I use? Oh, pies. Um, pumpkin pie apple crumble pie and pecan pies um so yeah i was just experimenting with different things and trying to feel get a feel for um like what products i was good at making and what products were like my most popular um so yeah and then the podcast side of it i been running my podcast for a year so march 2019 marks one year of the Sweet Tooth Vegan podcast, and I don't know if I mentioned it before on this, um, in one of my episodes, but I basically, I saw a ad for the app Anchor on Instagram, and I thought, hey, this is interesting um, way to practice talking to people, first off, because I'm, I'm a really um, quiet person, soft-spoken um don't really talk much to people unless you know family members or close friends but uh yeah i thought it would be an interesting way to also connect with people that were are vegan or vegetarian or plant-based because at the time i felt really lonely in my journey of veganism because i'm the only still the only one in my family that's a vegan so um, yeah, I, I started the podcast just to connect with people and um, learn about their vegan story and um, sharing resources with them and them and getting resources from them to help, I guess, sharpen each other and help each other stay accountable. Um, so that's why I started the podcast. And actually, the podcast had the name the sweet like I called it the Sweet Tooth Vegan, and then. For my baking, um, before I was a registered business, I called it Sweet Tooth Shea, and I had a blog. It's still active. Um, it's called uh, SweetToothShea.com, which is a blog that documented my baking journey. Uh, I'm not active on it now, but it's it's still like you could still go on it and see my old posts and stuff. But um, yeah, and then. January 2019, I decided to combine the two into one under one name, the Sweet Tooth Vegan. And 
that idea actually came from a conversation I had with one of my friends, Adam of Brown Sugar. Um, I was talking to him and his partner, Rainbow, and they were talking about... This was actually at the end of 2018. Um, so we were just talking about how um, the vegan treats and vegan baking and vegan food is a growing, I guess, niche and a growing um what's the word I'm looking for industry so sometimes it could be sometimes you could get lost in it so they were basically telling me it's important if i want to become a business or start a business i need to stand out somehow so after doing a lot of brainstorming i'm like hey i'll be a podcast and a bakery that's something different i've never heard of that before and i thought that would be a a way for me to stand out too. Um, so yeah, there you have it, a brief introduction or story of uh, the Sweet Tooth Vegan. Um, I also wanted to talk about my logo, uh, so I've been getting a lot of positive comments about it, so thank you so much um, for everyone that's been um, saying such kind words towards the logo. Um, so the person in the logo is me. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Not really. Um, yeah, so it's me. And my reasoning behind including my face was that people would know that it's a black person behind the Sweet Tooth Vegan. Um, that a black person created this. A black woman created this. And um, if I ever have kids and grandkids... Um, it was a way to like leave a legacy and leave like a stamp on earth uh, for them to look up to like, oh, you know, mom did, mom created this successful business. Grandma created this successful business. Oh my God, I might be a grandma <laughs> one day or a mom one day. Wow, that's crazy. Um, anyway, yeah, so that, that was my reasoning behind putting my face on it. Um, and also uh, for a way for young people, especially young women young girls to for to look up to some to, to for them to um realize that they can do it too they can be entrepreneurs too and be successful as well um and for them to see themselves in the entrepreneur sphere because i don't see other than aunt jemima growing up like i i never really saw black uh, people, images of businesses growing up too. So that's another reason why I decided that. And um, the food, the image of the four uh, food items, they're actually scones, pumpkin spice scones. And the reason why I decided to include that in my logo was because that was the first treat that I baked that I got such positive feedback from family members and... Um, friends and co-workers and it was actually um, Lauren Toyota hot for food she's um, the hot for food youtuber it was actually her recipe that I got inspired to make my own um, scone recipe and yeah it's just a lot of fun um, making and it's it's really fun um, and, and a great feeling to know that something that you've created and baked um, people love it and enjoy it so Thank you and shout out to Lauren, to Lauren Toyota. Yeah, that's why I decided to uh, 
put those put that image in my um, logo and then the microphone it represents podcast the podcast um, side of my business um, and uh, yeah I, I also want to give thanks and shout out to the artist that created my logo his name is Yael he's a local artist from Toronto he's very talented very kind and very professional and in the description um, box of this podcast episode I will link his information for anyone that's interested in um, seeing his work um, he's great um, <clears throat> and um, the how I got in contact with him is um, so I listened to this podcast called three dreads and a do-rag amazing podcast I learned so much from the four men who are the hosts of this podcast um, Right now they have two seasons, but um, they are currently recording a documentary. So they haven't been uploading episodes um, in a while. So yeah, basically um, I liked their logo and I asked them, I DM'd them and I asked who did your guy's logo. Then they gave me Yael's information and then I connected him, connected, um, got in contact uh, with him. So yeah and also going back to what i said a little bit earlier of how i've been reflecting on how certain things are connected like certain thoughts lead to certain choices which lead to certain opportunities so um i came across three dreads in a direct podcast um when i was searching a hashtag on instagram i can't remember the name of the hashtag uh but i saw their a photo of them um and then I noticed that one of the guys in the photo looked really familiar. And then I eventually made the connection. I actually saw one of them at the Chronix concert last summer. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge Chronix fan. Um, so yeah, that's what made me, um, that caught my attention of that photo. When I was searching the hashtag, I'm like, oh yeah, that... I think that guy was at the Chronix concert. I remember because he had like really bright dreads, um, blonde dreads. So anyways, uh, yeah, I clicked the photo and it said three dreads and a drag podcast. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting uh, title. I have dreads. I want to hear what these guys have to say. And then I've been hooked ever since. It's a great podcast. So had I not gone to that Chronix concert, I would have never seen one of the hosts, which is um, AJ. And then I probably would have not clicked on the photo of their um, that I saw in the hashtag, and then I probably would have never met Yael, which created my logo. So I don't know. I, I, are you guys following? I don't know. Like, it's just interesting how, like I said, things connect and create opportunities, and which kind of brings me into my next um, thing that I want to talk about was actually before I get into that um I want to shout out someone that I had a great conversation about my logo at my last event and she was basically like saying how she really likes how unapologetic it is because I have my dreads out um and it's kind of like not really messy looking but this is just really out and you don't really see that so um she, yeah she was like I, I really like your logo and and shout out to you for being unapologetic and being yourself and showing your yourself um she's like that's kind of one thing that drew me to 
your booth was I, I need to know who this girl with dreads is so yeah thank you so much for that that um that 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 conversation also made me cry too like really tear up like it was it hit me hard so thank you thank you so much um uh, but yeah going back to so now i want to talk about my first show as a vendor as a businesswoman was at ryerson university and um back in 2014 i actually graduated from their from their child and youth worker program so it was very nostalgic going back, and I, I really enjoyed that show. Um, it was in February for their Black History Month, and going back to like things being connected. So I was also featured on the Sweet Tooth. Or sorry, I was also I was also featured on the Three Dreads and a Do Rag podcast. Um, they allowed me to to come on their show, so. A student from Ryerson heard my interview um, on this Three Dreads and a Durag podcast, and then she added me, and then like she added me on Instagram, and then she connected, she recommended the, so the planner of the Ryerson event is Sheldamar. He was my previous guest. So she connected me, she gave my information to him, and then he connected to connected with me on Instagram and invited me to be a vendor. So, I mean, that's just so crazy, amazing, like, wow. It's just, it just baffles me, like, how things are connected like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's how I, how I got my first gig. Um... And it was a great, a great experience just seeing and meeting the students there and being back at my, my former school. So yeah, thank you. And thanks. I'm so thankful. So thankful. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my first show. And then after that, I was a vendor at the first ever Black Vegan Festival. Um, which was a week after that was an amazing amazing experience I sold out for the first time at that event and it was just really cool to see the black vegan community and even um, vegans that were not black supporting you know the black uh, community and black businesses um, so that was great thank you so much Joe um, Mr. Joe he's he actually put on that event um, and then after that, um, I also was a vendor at the Mississauga Veg Fest, which was really exciting. Funny story, last year I attended the Mississauga Veg Fest as a customer, and then this year I attend as a vendor. It's crazy, like anything is possible within one year. It's like one year, I, from that time till now, I became an entrepreneur, like I still have my I still have my regular nine to five, but yeah, it's just uh, life is funny. Life is funny, and then going back to what I said before, certain thoughts lead to certain choices. Certain choices lead to certain opportunities, and then bam, I'm here. Um, yeah, uh, and then after that, I uh, my fourth show was Black Owned Food Market, um, so. As of now, I, I've done four shows, and I have three more shows coming up in June. 
Um, so if you are following me on Instagram, you could check out uh, the events that I'll be at in June. If you're local, 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 if you're local, be sure to uh, come on out. I'd love to meet you guys. Um, so yeah, um, what else do I want to talk about? I also want to just share a little bit about, hmm, should I do the prep work first or baking the, um, okay, um, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll talk about the prep work. So next I want to talk about, uh, the prep work that goes into being a vendor. It is a lot, a lot, a lot of work, especially if you're doing this on your own and you are, if you don't have a business partner, if it's just you, it is a lot of work. Um, but it's worth it. Like when you give that, when I give that scone or when I give that brownie sundae to my customer and I see their smile and I see that they're enjoying it, it it's worth all that hard work pays off um so yeah i want to briefly in case if there's anyone listening that wants to be a vendor um or know someone that wants to be a vendor a food vendor um this is what i've learned and this has been my experience so maybe it'll be helpful for helpful to you uh so basically the first thing is to pay the vendor fees or actually before that is to find an event that you're interested in and for the first couple events that I've done I've like went on their website and applied but there's also been like coming up in June um, there's events that I've been invited to be a vendor at too so that also um, happens as well when people see your work the more that you're out there and the more that your brand is known people will start reaching out to you which is pretty cool um so yeah first step is an event finding an event and then applying to be a vendor at that event and paying the vendor fee um so the vendor fee it, i guess it depends on the the venue but the most i've paid uh it's close to 500 least I've paid for a vendor um, fee is in the hundreds so it, it ranges based on the event um, and then next I book time to bake in a commercial kitchen so for those of you that may not know in Canada if you are selling food to the public your food has to be prepped in a commercial kitchen uh, which is um, approved by public health and safety um, so yeah that's the next step that I do I, I right now I, I work out of a commercial kitchen in Mississauga so I bake all my goods there um, and th my first time baking there was so stressful and so discouraging because it's completely different from baking in your own kitchen um, their tools are different their oven is different um, and yeah, it's like the tent, you have to like, I learned that it's better to like before I would measure out my ingredients using like a measuring cup, uh, measuring spoons, whatnot. But when you're in a commercial kitchen, when you're baking in, in a big quantity, um, it's easy, it's actually easier to measure by the weight 
Um, so they have scales there where you um, basically measure out like your flour, your, all your ingredients using the, the scale. So that was um, getting you, it took a while for me to get used to that and it, it, it involved um, some math and conversions of stuff and yeah, that, that was, uh, now, now I'm a pro at it. Well, not a pro, but now I'm getting better at it. Um, but it's, a lot goes into it and um, the time, it's very time consuming, especially if you are, like I said before, if you're doing this on your own, it's very time consuming. Um, so for example, my scones, I think like a batch of 200 scones took me like eight hours to make. <laughs> yeah, a lot of time, a lot of dedication goes into my baked goods so <laughs> yeah um so that's that's all i have to say about um commercial kitchens but um yeah this from my experience it's a lot of work especially if you have a traditional nine to five job um that could be challenging but it's just all about time management it's possible um uh so yeah if if you know someone or if you yourself are interested in learning more about running your own business i mean i've only been doing this for since january uh so i don't have a lot of experience but i do have experience to share um yeah you could you could contact me on instagram or you could shoot me an email and uh that's basically it that wraps up episode 32 stay tuned for two new episodes that are gonna that I'm gonna be um, airing in the month of June yeah thank you for listening and take care <laughs>